Welcome to the Holy Smokes Podcast, a show about faith, friendship, fine tobacco, and drink. I'm Steve Ryder, and I am in Paula Mary Felitas' backyard, and it is the official opening of the Conclave 2024, our annual get-together. This year we're doing it in September, and I have the last episode's guest, Jim Canfield, and his partner in crime with Holy Smoke Seattle, Buzz Leonard. <laughs> they're tr- they're oh, trading I'm, cigars I'm right now. That right now. <laughs> they're trading cigars. This is starting new cigars. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, well, Steve. Good to be well, here. Welcome great back. Great to be here, man. What do so, you want to talk about today? I want to talk about Holy Smoke Seattle. Okay. Oh, yeah. one, one, one of the things I want to do with the podcast is feature our thriving chapters. Yeah, yeah. And see what they're doing and how they're doing it and giving people ideas to start a chapter in their mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. area. And so... Mm-hmm. Well, can we just start by declaring right now we don't know what we're doing, that, but that's, thank yeah. God for Jesus, <laughs> he does? Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about it on the podcast last time, but I want to hear it again, especially with Buzz a part of it. How'd you guys meet? Oh, you got so, to tell this Yeah, story. so I have a good a friend named Joe White. I, I became a believer in his camp, Canacuck, in Branson, Missouri. And I, I noticed it as he does a ministry called Men at the Cross, where he builds a cross, drags a telephone pole down the aisle of a church and puts it up stage and builds a cross and talks about the crucifixion story and Jesus. He's the Roman cross builder yeah. who has to build the cross that they're going to put Jesus on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I called Joe and I said, who's, I noticed your website, you got, there's, you got the city of Seattle there. Who's your guy in Seattle? And he goes, oh, Buzz Leonard. And it takes him 30 minutes to say hello and ask him about the deer whisperer. I said, what? Oh yeah. Ask him about the deer whisperer. I said, okay. So then I went to, I, I found, I got to know Buzz. I met Buzz, called him up. And we met, and we had coffee, and I told Buzz my story, which you just heard. And Buzz was a great encouragement to me at that time, because I had no friends in Seattle. You know, they'd say, what is your, what is your greatest weakness? If I didn't, was in an interview uh, from a job set, I said, I have no Rolodex. It's gone. It's all in St. Louis. So here I am with my first friend, who became, ended up becoming my best friend in Seattle. And uh, I said, Buzz, tell me about the Deer Whisperer story. So let's hear this, because I, I don't think... so. Last year at the Conclave, Buzz and I recorded an episode for the Patreon feed, or subscriber-only Patreon feed. And I don't this this I don't think the Deer Whisperer was part of that conversation. There's not enough time in the day for all the stories. No, there is. There is. <laughs> so I'll tell the story. I'll try to give you that two-second version. No, give me the so, five-minute version. So I was on the phone with a guy um, named Stu Weber, and we were talking about some stuff. And Stu was going, you know, I know I know you. I know we've met. And I said, you know, I've never written anything anyone would want to read. And nobody would come and have me speak. And and I hang the phone up after talking to Stu for a long time. And, and Cindy is, my office was right off our bedroom. And Cindy, with a big crocodile tear in her eye, said, you do know him. You and Dennis Rainey and a guy named Jeff Kemp, who used to play football and all that stuff, yep. um, 
sat for four hours and talked with each other about stuff. You know, I'd forgotten all about that story. Well, later on, Stu, who's friends with Joe White, says, Joe, you got to meet this guy named Buzz. Okay? So Joe runs these Christian camps. Yes. Nowhere growing up would anyone send me to a Christian camp. You know, because it would be dangerous. Um, and and Joe calls me, and I'm on the phone with him. And he's we're talking, and and he says, uh, "Do you uh, uh, do you pray?" And I say, "Yeah, well, of course I pray." So, will you pray for me? I'm about to go on Dobson, so I don't know who Joe White is from Adam. Okay, and I say, "Okay," so I prayed over him, and then I turned the Dobson thing on, and I'm listening, and he's telling the story of the Roman cross builder. Well, I'm going. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because my mentor in business, we took him to a Joe White event, mm -hmm. okay? And this guy had everything in life. He had yeah. all the stuff, you know, Overs catalog, LLB catalog, owned all the John Deere's ever made. I mean, log cabin in the woods. This guy was a man's man guy. Yeah. And we took him to this thing and he watches Joe do his cross stick where he takes it down the aisle and nails it and he, he can't, why am I building this cross for this man? This man does not deserve to hang on this cross. And he's going at it like this. And then he gets done with that and, and he does an altar call. Mm -hmm. And Dick gives his life to the Lord. And then he turns to me, he's got, you know, his, his cousin's a navigator guy and, and, and Dennis is a friend of mine. We were both, you know, on his team in business. And he goes, I think I, he, he got tears in his eyes. I've never seen Dick cry in my life. And, and Dick goes, I just received Jesus. Let's go to the bar. <laughs> so after we get done, we go across the street from the Rose Garden in Portland. And we go into the bar and, and we start talking about Jesus. And he says to us three guys, he goes, you know, I've watched you guys through your life, your ups and downs, all the circumstances of life. And you go through life like this, steady, steady. You're, you never waver one dang bit. And I realized the one thing I don't have in life is this Jesus God, you know? And so that's how my relationship with Joe started. Mm. And because I called him back after Dobson, I go, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? You're the guy that my mentor in business came to Christ with, you know? It was great. So fast track. Yes. I'm going to Branson, Missouri for a big prayer gathering, okay? And I said, well, I'm going to Branson. I might as well go see Joe. So I go see Joe and, you know, I come down there and and uh, he says, well, let's go up to my mom's house and you're driving up through, you know, this is, this is you know, the banjos are playing and then the slot machines are over here in Branson and Dolly Parton's got her thing down there and Wayne Newton's over here and you're driving up like this and you get up to his, his mom's place and you turn in and there's this big, beautiful field and a deer's sitting there. And Joe's going, hey, look at that. There's a deer in the field. And I'm going, wow, look at that. And Joe goes, I bet because we are so in tune with the Lord that that deer will come up and greet us at the door. I'm going, no way. No way. We get up there, get out of the car. I bet that deer will come up and just eat out of my hand. And I'm going, no way. Joe goes, well, would you give me everything in your wallet if, you know, 
I think they teach this in <laughs> seminary. I don't know if this is a shtick they do. But are we keeping everything in your wallet? You know, for if the deer comes up and eats out of my hand? I said, man, that's a great bet. I mean, I, you know, I didn't realize I was betting against the house, you know, right? But Joe went to Vegas. I'll bet, right? Okay. And so the deer comes wandering up and sticks her nose right in Joe's hand. Yeah. And then when the deer does that, or deer does that with this hand, the right hand, he leans over with the left hand over under me, and he kind of goes like this, <laughs> saying, okay, give me all the stuff of your money, yeah, or your hand, and your pocket. And I'm a missionary, so when I open my wallet, it's and all the butterflies and moths fly out, and I give them all the money I have, you know, because that's that was the deal. So that's the Deer Whisperer story. The great story that we really had was when I met Joe, I said, let's walk around the block together. So we walked around the block as he told his story. And he he came back to do a Hail Mary for a marriage. And, you know, I challenged him. I said, you know, you know, how much do you really want to save this? And and what I admired about him was his commitment, leaving St. Louis, coming there to do anything he could. You know, at that time, I didn't know how much God had been working on him. Mm. But man, I right there, that was for me, yeah. that was an indication of his character. Not that he knew Joe, because Joe's a con man who took, man, took from a guy in Seattle who was gullible, took all my money out of my wallet. Can you believe it? So he must hang around nefarious characters. <laughs> so that's why we, we <laughs> like each other so much. Yeah. So that's just, that's how that happened. Wow. So, and then you we two meet. You yep. two meet. Yep. And how did it start? Well, your I think that gelled us right there. Yeah. I mean, that it really did. did. We said, "Let's get we, together." We became. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so guys come to me. I don't get to choose when and where and how long. That kind of thing. It's up to God, you know. But there are guys that God brings into my life that I know I'm just going to walk with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, Jesus had his Peter, James, and John. This is one of my Peter, James, and John guys, mm-hmm. you know? And I have been blessed to see Jesus through him mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And and we both have a heart for men, mm-hmm. maybe because we're men, mm-hmm. you know? And and so lead into that, talk a little bit about Sure, that. so we started getting together once a week. Yeah. We said, let's meet. And he said, I'll come to your house. And it allowed him, and I didn't, what I didn't know was it was kind of an excuse to smoke a cigar. And so I didn't realize Buzz liked, he couldn't smoke at home. So then we would sit on my porch outside and Buzz would teach me how to smoke a cigar. And then we added another triumvirate, one of our, we now call ourselves the Three Amigos, a guy named Brad Stewart. He's a great men's ministry guy. Oh yeah. A leader of men, 23 years in the Navy as a master chief. I think I promoted him just there, but that's fine. Yeah. He deserves it. Um, and so the three of us would, would sit out there, and then we added a fourth, and then a fifth, and then the, the porch got just way too small. And so we're trying to figure out what to do. And about that time, God delivered the land behind me, uh, as you kind of heard. And it was just kind of a God, such a God story on the last yeah. podcast. And I decided, and I have uh, I had another, a great friend that I'd met through some support groups that I joined in Seattle, 
who did landscaping and who did big things. And so I said, here's what I'm trying to do. And he said, no problem. So he built the landing in my backyard. And so that was a place where my goal was a place where guys could go, where we could be around a fire pit because men like fire, men like cigars, most of them, many of them. Men like we had red wine and men love food. And so we just kept bringing that and see what God would do. And so we decided to do it. Let's do this every week because we men need regularity too. I remember hearing about men's ministry said that we did things in the church. We did once a month. We did every other week, but it really, it never gelled until we did it every week. There's something about for men knowing it's there, putting in our schedule every week. There's no confusion. It's that day at that time, every time. Yeah. And so we made the commitment to do that. Now, when you, did you, when you told your story, did you tell about what you do when you bring guys into the house? Did you talk about that at all? Not you know, really. Your heart for guys? Not really. We share a little bit of that okay. because that dovetails into this. Yeah. 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 So my lower level of the house is a mother-in-law suite. And so I dedicated that to men in recovery, whatever recovery they were going through. So mm-hmm. as God would present guys and I would pray over them and I would, they were in the right spot. And God allowed me to see guys when they had hit rock bottom and they were recovering and nobody believed in them, right? There's that time when nobody, when folks think you're gonna, you're still that old guy, even though you're not, you're, you're becoming the new guy. And so I would have guys down there. And so they would, they had to spend time with me and they just spent time there at the house and just kind of being part of what was going on at the house. Mm. And so that's part of the ministry. And so I've had about five guys come in and graduate, whether they wow. get married, whether they deal with their anger issue and they go back home or um, whatever it is. Wow. Um, so a, one, of the, one of the things about that was there was a component, which was a component of a man going through brokenness mm. and needing fellowship, mm. needing brothers in Christ to mm-hmm. walk alongside of them mm-hmm. in their brokenness, not in an accountability deal, because I'm not a big accountability guy, in a responsibility way. Yeah. So they started taking, we started seeing responsibility. That's what Jesus does when he talks to his father in, in John 17. He says, these are the guys you gave me, right? Yeah. And he's reporting back to his dad, who he is accountable to, right? Well, we're accountable to Christ. We're accountable to him. We're responsible for one another's brothers, you know? And so I kind of thought, i I'd done a lot of ministry stuff, lots of different things, big events, men's groups, that sort of thing, lots of curriculum, um, great curriculum that's out there. But, you know, one of the things I noticed is that men grow side by side. I thought a lot about Jesus as Jesus called his guys, come, follow me. Or when a disciple would say, come and see, you know, that kind of thing. And as that, you know, merry band of men came together, right, they did life together. You know, Jesus' ministry was three, you know, plus 24-7. Mm-hmm. They lived together. They did stuff together. And so it was realizing that, you no, know, Jesus is centric and perfect. And we're the ones that have to follow him. That's why I refer to Christ-led leaders, okay? Because if Christ is leading, he sets the example. He sets, that's the gold standard, so to speak, in being leaders, Okay. There's nothing, uh, that's the only perfect gold standard we have. So 
we made it, we didn't make it about structure. We didn't make it about, you know, we're going to have, we're going to do the Eucharist. We're going to, we're going to, you know, this and that and all. No, we just listen. And, and, and our hearts, both of ours are, is to have discussions at a heart level. So we didn't want superficial. We knew there would be guys that would come in that would have a mask on and, you know, that's okay, but we're not about doing masks, you know? We love guys in all states of brokenness, you know? And, it, you know, from, from our standpoint, we want them to know Jesus, follow Jesus more than they ever follow us, you know? So the crazy thing about our group is we'll get guys and you'll have, you know, the deep discussion about theology over here. Over in this group, there's a deep discussion about hermeneutics. And another group over here is talking about, did Jesus piss in the bushes? You know, I mean, it's just this lively band of guys. And we've got just a collected group. I mean, it's it's a mob of everybody from a messianic pastor, okay, to a Olympic gold medal guy racer, to a bunch of Navy SEAL guys, uh-huh. to a bunch of guys, a, you know, a submarine guy, which is really smarter than everybody, you know, and, 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 and you know, and, and, and these just wonderful men of God, and they're just sharing, their, they're sharing life. So we get young guys, we got some guys that are in their 20s, you know, we got some guys that are, are in there, you know, getting close to the 90 number, you know, and it's just being guys. And hanging out, and and uh, you know, and so what happens is when this started, this guy Yale Kim comes to see me. You know, he comes up to see me, and I do stuff in the prayer movement world and everything else. And he comes up, and so we're having this discussion. And he says, "You know, okay?" I say, "Yeah, I'm okay." He says, "So you're in Holy Smokes?" Now the treehouse has been going for a while. Really? Right. Okay. So so I said, "What's Holy Smokes?" How long had you guys been doing this then? So, at this so point, we've been had. about three years. So we actually, this Were is not even, Holy Smokes. Yes. It's actually a hostile takeover by the treehouse. Yeah. Because we've been doing it longer than you guys have. That's right. No, but, but the bottom <laughs> line was, was that we never had a cigar together, Kay and I. Really? And it was. Because when I met Kay, that yeah. was the very first question yeah. that he asked. Yeah. Was, you like an occasional cigar? Like, uh, yes. That's the problem with doing work with religious people. Cigars don't come up right away. You know? <laughs> How did you not leak that out? I don't know. Well, you know, you, well, they could have smelled it on me. Like right, that's what I'm thinking. I, <laughs> right, like, right, how did he right. not know? So, but one of the things, Jim, so I love my brother, Jim. I, you know, we traveled together and done things together. And, um, and he is an immense and incredible listener, you know, and when he's talking with guys, he there's something that resonates with him that connects them. Mm. And he's got a heart for hosting. Yeah. And he's got a heart for mentoring. And as well, this is Jesus. Mentor, you know, it's Jesus the mentoring. Yeah. And Jesus is hosting. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has got great wisdom. He's Amen. just happy he's using Amen. a bunch of hands and feet. He's using his hands and feet to do yeah. that. Amen. But it... And he's always about welcoming and bringing people in and setting the table and all of that kind of thing. And so I think that is the, the, during COVID and all of that, when the enemy wants to isolate us. Yes. That, that's his strategy, you know. Think, make you think you're the only one. 
going through your stuff, right? Yeah. You know, and and put you in a place where you're not talking to anybody. Okay. So what's happened here is that guys come to be a part of it. So we've got we've got an atheist guy, we've got a uh, um, a a, um, a cultural Jew, we've got the Messianic rabbi, we've got some Anglican dudes, you know, we've got a, a Presbyterian because you should always have a good Presbyterian in any party, you know, and that kind of thing, you know, and 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 they all come and it it's not discussion about things that divide us, it's talking about things that unite you know, us, that unite us, things that how we're growing, you know. And, and and so there's there's a couple things that we do. We'll have friends come from out of town. So we just had a bunch of guys come from Tennessee. So we put them on the, the hot seat, and we throw the softball questions with them about you know tell us what you see Jesus doing there, because I think we all need to have a bigger picture of what oh, God's doing, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we a lot of times we walk around in blinders like that kind of stuff, and so they come and they'll tell their stories. You know, and then I, uh, I'll kind of facilitate and encourage people to get to know them, and they'll conversations will start, friendships will build, and that sort of thing. And it's it's we it, I, I kind of think of it like you're going to build a skyscraper, okay? And and you got a really solid foundation, which is Jesus, and then you got these girders, okay, that are climbing towards the sky. We don't want to put the floors in. We don't want to put the walls up. We don't want our furniture. We want the Holy Spirit to just go. Yeah. And what we've noticed, that the, the, the one thing that comes into this is the heart for guys to pray for other guys. Okay? So we've had a lot of guys going through rotten stuff. Okay? We have yeah. one friend yeah. whose wife is going through cancer. Yeah. I mean, and... Boom, you know, we're we're praying for him, you know, and that has been some of the most amazing. I think I think we've deepened as brothers mm-hmm. in that kind of experience. Yeah. And then Jim has had us doing this annual thing where we'll have the families come. So we just did one a year ago where we had um, the guy Art who we talked about who did the landscaping, okay? Yeah, you know, God just blesses with this guy who knew how to build Disneyland. He's a great okay? brother in the Lord. Too. Amazing guy. Yeah. Okay, and 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 his workers are all over the place. Around when we're doing holy smokes, you know, these guys are working their butts off. So Jim wanted to honor Art and his workers, and they brought their families. Half of them don't speak English, right? But when we pulled their dad up or called the dad out about what they did and what they built, that kind of thing. You could see their little kids, like, look at them like they were, super, dad was Superman. It was the greatest thing ever, you know? So, you know, that's kind of the cigar, the, you know, great wine, you know, good food. Those are like props. Yeah. The real thing is watching guys bond and be brothers. Yeah. And so we do that every Tuesday, Okay. Starts at 3.30-ish and goes to 10.30-ish, often, oh, dark 30, you know, that kind of thing. And something about fire, we'll do a fire. Yeah. Guys will go around the fire and stuff like that. And, you know, because when we were kids, going out with dad, being by a fire, building a fire, camping and stuff like that. Brings out the little kids and guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we just, 
let that kind of go, you know? And then we always look for the new guy. You know, my deal is I want to know that guy's story. Because I find people fascinating. I mean, people are, God makes cool stuff. Great hands and feet with amazing stories. And those stories speak into our lives, you know, because Jesus is working in them and illuminating them. And that touches into what something I'm going through or another guy's going through or that kind of thing, you know. And um, they come because they need the brotherhood. So one guy, yeah. Tim, yeah. Tim, uh, Lieutenant Commander in the SEALs, retired, okay? Wonderful guy. Mustang. Just an amazing guy. And, he, you know, he pulled me aside at one of our treehouse things. He said, you know, Buzz, outside of the teams, and he's meaning SEAL teams, outside of the teams, I've never seen closeness like brotherhood that I experienced there. I see that here. That's what's happening here. Ooh. Huge compliment. Just a yeah. huge compliment. Yeah. You know? And when and when guys can share stuff at a heart level that they might not have ever shared with anybody else, I know God's smack dab in the midst of that. Because most guys hide that stuff. They mask up, you know, whatever it is. But for some reason, what God's doing here is allowing them to feel safe and have those discussions. I mean, what do yeah. you think, right? Yeah. We have one kid, yeah. Aaron, who yeah. came out and had severe PTSD, Ooh. I think, and was pretty suicidal yeah. and would say the treehouse saved him. Wow. Just the fellowship there. And one of, one of the guys at the treehouse was referred to him. He said, you need to come to the treehouse with me. Yeah. And he said, and he's been... He, he, he comes and he's like, can I cook the burgers? What can I do? Yeah. This place has done so much for me. And just for us being available and just hearing his story and just loving so on him. We got one guy, Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack, Jack is an actor, okay? Dude, this guy's going to be a great actor. He's doing stuff, different things and all that kind of thing. But he was so impacted by the treehouse, he took a photo and had it framed and gave one to Jim and one to me. Yeah. But before he did that, he had the proof. Okay, so he showed me the proof. And I mean, I'm like going, oh my gosh, you know. So it's a, we do the iron sharp as iron underneath that yeah. kind of deal, you know? Yeah. So I took that proof and Aaron is, uh, he, he, he's a knife builder. He wants to build knives, okay? Uh, custom knives, okay? And um, bright kid and everything else, but he realized he had some shortcomings. His work ethic wasn't quite as good as he needs to be, okay? And he, he, he needed to rely on God more. Yeah. So out on his own, he goes and gets a job on a fishing boat up in Alaska yeah. to make money, yeah. to, you know, put it towards the knife business, okay? And before he goes, I took that proof, and I went up there, and I gave it to him in front of his mom and dad and his brothers and everything mm -hmm. else, and said, I'm giving this to you to let you know that you're the next generation mm -hmm. of the treehouse. Mm -hmm. You're that important That's right. to what God is doing. That you stand on the same footing as we all do. We're all following Christ shoulder to shoulder. That's right. You know? We're all growing. I mean, if you're not growing in Christ, buddy, you're dead. You just don't know it yet. You know? And, and that, because that's what Jesus does. He grows us. Right? And you should have seen that kid. I mean, his eyes lit up and... Uh, he felt like he'd just been, you know, mm -hmm. 
three, uh, uh, he got promoted three levels, yeah. right? I mean, it was awesome. Mm. So, for people in the Seattle area, yeah. connect with Buzz and Jim through yeah. the Holy Smoke Seattle area page yeah. or through the main group. Or if you want to, if you're on Mighty Networks, the Mighty Networks yeah. page, Absolutely. I will get you in contact with them. Yeah, I'm if on you're that traveling too. in, yeah. if you're traveling into Seattle, we want to see you. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. In Issaquah, right? Yep. Yes. Tuesday Issaquah. afternoons we start and it just goes. Yeah. It's about it's about fifteen minutes when there's no traffic and about thirty minutes when there is traffic out of Israel out of Seattle. So it's not that bad. I wish drive. it was out of Israel, but out of Seattle. <laughs> so it's an easy drive, isn't it? Yeah. It's not like it you're is. having to oh, drive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's uh, we're blessed by guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't do like Yellowstone where you take them to the train station. We take them to the woodshed. Yeah, and they all sign in. So when you come to the treehouse, come into the main landing because there's two landings. There's one and there's there's, an upper there's a one, literal woodshed. Right? Not we're actually praying for a hundred guys for the upper landing, but the woodshed is right off there, and we have guys sign in. So they'll put their deal. They do a tagline or they will do their verse whatever that and then later we send them the bill for the property and the you know what it costs and all that stuff but when you divide it up with all the guys that have been there it's really cheap it's not too bad it's a good investment yeah so we probably have 100 120 guys signed in or so forth and we'll we'll, it's not about numbers yeah we kind of got in this place where god's going to bring the guys yeah and so every week it's just amazing how god sets the table you know and we have large groups, we have small groups, we have guys that will come in the rain. Yeah. I mean, we had a torrential rain, yeah. and all the guys picked up the chairs and went over to the woodshed and packed themselves in like sardines, yeah. just so they could hang out together. It was awesome. Mm. We had it, it went down to 33 degrees once. It doesn't get usually that cold in Seattle, but it was super cold. Yeah. So we just piled up the yeah. wood, in the wo- and, and we still had about eight guys. Right, just the core guys that come, no matter what. Yeah. The fellowship is more important than the pain of sitting outside in thirty-three degree yeah. weather. So you So you've been to the treehouse, right? I haven't yet. You haven't been yet? No, no I haven't. So, yet. so uh, we were just joined by a friend of mine, Zach. Zach, you've been to the treehouse, right? Yes, sir. Okay. What, what was your experience when you came to the treehouse? I got treated like royalty. Zach is a man of many words, or, or a few words. I'm the one of, <laughs> I'm the one of many words. Okay. I got treated like royalty. I was welcomed in like everybody else in Seattle. And uh, I drove six to eight hours from Oregon when I was doing contract basis. And uh, they made sure that I was taken care of and I was treated like a brother in Christ. Yeah. That, that brings up a good point. We have groups that will come from Olympia, which is about an hour and 30-minute drive. Yeah. We'll have groups come, come from Bellingham to come down, which just is up two, north, up by the hours. Canadian border. Yeah. They'll and come Lin- two hours. And Linden, yeah. And what we're, we're doing with those guys is, hey, guys, start your own. Yeah. I mean, there's guys That's, up there, start your own. You don't, yeah. you know, we'd love to have you come because we love these guys, right? But you can do it, too. I mean, Jesus does it everywhere. I mean, frankly, that's what he does. What we witnessed through the Holy Spoke stuff, right? With the different groups all over yeah. the country. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit yeah. and Jesus are the common denominator. The cigar is just a talking stick. 
So what would you guys recommend as like the top few points if someone's thinking about starting something? What, what have you guys, mm. any mistakes you guys have made that you're like, okay, these two, three, four things, make sure you're doing. Oh, so we've made, we've made every mistake. Yeah. So th- th- we, let's start with that. Here's the thing that I think is common, right? Go ahead. Starts with a few people. A yeah. few guys. A few faithful guys. Who want to just yeah. be together. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Then it starts with the spirit of inviting. Yeah. Right? You know, come and see. Yeah. Jesus would invite the guys, follow me. Right? So we try to stick very close to the gospel because it's kind of a perfect business model. And we'll follow what Jesus did with his guys and what they did with the guys. Okay? And it's inviting them into it. And it's all about welcoming. Mm. You know? I think there's a, a value of having a common place and oh, yeah. a consistent and a commitment to do weekly that I don't care if I'm the only guy there and I'm smoking a cigar yeah. by my own fire or wherever they choose yeah. to do it, yeah. that they say, we're going to be at this cigar bar yeah. every week at this yeah. time at this guy's backyard every, that there's a consistency. And if you guys, and they know if I go there, I know somebody's going to be there. So, guys will forget. It's not, it, it's, you know, it, yeah. it's not on our schedules, but when they, they just need to, you know, they'll say, are you having it this Tuesday? course we're having this too so yeah. absolutely love to have you right yeah. exactly and i mean i had i try to get there early to kind of help set up and stuff and and if i don't show up before every i'll get two or three guys that'll come where are you you know you know that kind of thing and uh i saw paul just joined us paul is is like a saint of holy smokes don't ask us. Just ask Paul. Yeah. Episode number everything. seven, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but um, Paul's the man. It, it was. Um, it's that consistency of a place to be. It's you know, it's the old TV shows. Cheers. You know, that's, every it's that's a, good. It's a one location. You go there. Everybody knows your name, right? That and, kind of thing. And you know, we've kind of taken up when a guy shows up. We all stop our conversations, yell their name, and then go back to our conversations. <laughs> yeah, and it's just yeah. great. We want to make sure everybody feels welcome. And we they're, and, they're, and I think hugging them at the end and saying oh, yeah. love you no matter what. You yeah. know, just let them know. Yeah. I don't care what you've done. I yeah. You know, I don't care what bodies you buried. You know, you're, we love you no right. matter what. Because because Jesus is all about redeeming. Yeah. yeah. If we lose sight of that, yeah. man, we are we are missing. What this is all about, because he redeemed every one of us for all of our transgressions, right? Now, one of the things that I've loved to watch, Steve, is that there are guys that will meet when the treehouse isn't going during the week. Their mm-hmm. families will meet. They'll go do mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that it's, kind it's of spreading thing, in that right. Way. And yeah. and then the next thing I've loved to seeing is guys pull one guy and say, "Hey, you need to meet this guy." Yeah. And I'll actually watch him drag the guy over to meet the other guy. And that's been really cool to watch. You know? I'd, I'd say one thing that Buzz has taken on is our, I've, he's, as I've dubbed him, our official rush chairman. He's taken over the communication to make sure that there's a message that goes out to everybody every week. That just to remind them, the treehouse is on this week. We're meeting again. He's grown. <laughs> my son, my son Matthew just yeah, walked in. Just walked in. Dude, this kid has grown. You're going to have to watch out. He's almost taller than you are. He is taller than me. Yeah. Is he wow. really? Yeah, he's pushing 6'4". He's wow. much better looking He's going to look too. up to you the rest <laughs> of your life. I mean, wow. That's, that's, that, 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 that comes from his mother. The rest of your life, you'll look up to him. Yeah. You know? yes. So, you know, it's... It, it, I think that, that what we see is that, one, there's a deep need in men 
to be together and to walk together. Yeah. There's a deep need to go someplace and share things that they're not going to be judged about, you know? And somehow God puts the people in the room that can speak into that person's life. Oh, dude, you're not going to be like that all the time. I went through that. Here's what happened when I came out of that season. Here's how Jesus took me from where... And, and, and so you see people that have relief on their face yeah. because, again, they think they're the only one, right? You know, that's really yeah. it, you know? And reminding them that just as God limits the tide, God limits our trials in our life, yeah. right? There is an end point to all those seasons. Yeah. You know, one of the things I would tell you, I, I, I would encourage your listeners to do is to visit other holy smokes and and really pay attention to what God's doing in those holy smokes and then bring that back in. Yeah. It's like going and getting new seasoning. You know, you're going to put new rub on the beef, right? That you learn so much from these other groups. I mean, there are so many wonderful people that God has amassed all these knuckleheads for Christ. I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world, you know, and we've learned amazing things by traveling around, you know, and being a part of it. We've been blessed so much by seeing what God's doing in yeah. these other places. Mm-hmm. And it's been, this, the uh, conclave and even the palm clave have been great encouragements to us to go and see that this movement is much bigger than us, right? Yeah. And, this, and to know that, wow, it, there's so much more to it than what we're doing, and it's spreading. And this is, this is not a, just a need where we are. We're seeing this need all over. The guys need a place. Yeah. And we need fellowship. We need each other. Truth. We need each other. Truth. And I'm less when when their guy's missing. I'm less because of that. Yeah. Yeah. We are less. Yeah. I just had a guy on Facebook that came to the treehouse once. Okay. And he lives way out in the Tuleys. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Hey, I've got a great friend who needs a treehouse." Buzz, can I give him your information? Yeah. I said, you bet, man. Yeah. yeah. We'll welcome him. We'll, you know, we're not afraid to, you know, get out the palm branches and start laying them down. You know, I mean, we <laughs> want those guys to come. You know? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's I, really I, I, the posts that I've seen and the stories that I've heard about it, Holy Smoke Seattle is a special chapter, and I'm well, so glad. You need well, to bring your boys. I know. So yes. I want your boys. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're, they're much funner than you are. <laughs> Jim Canfield, Buzz Leonard, I love you guys both. Thank you so much for spotlighting the Holy Smoke Seattle chapter and uh, joining me here. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having us, thanks, Steve. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Love you too, my friend. Hey, everyone. I wanted to announce that we have Holy Smokes gear. That's right, we have swag. We currently have hats, shirts, stickers, like for your vehicle or your travel humidor, magnets, even branded bourbon glasses for a limited time. Go to holysmokes.club and click on the shop tab. That's holysmokes.club. I'm super proud of the shirts. They're made with Bella Canvas shirts that are soft and incredibly comfortable. The hats fit wonderfully, which can be a problem for those of us with big noggins. 
We plan on having a lot more to offer like Guayabara shirts, additional t-shirt designs, beanies, polos, hoodies, cigar accessories, and much more. Check it out. And even if you don't make a purchase now, be sure to sign up for that email list as I've thrown a couple big discount coupon codes for those exclusively on that list. So click the shop tab at holysmokes.club. Thanks.